Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 178. I'm your host, Vince Ferguson. And joining me today on Six Weeks of Fitness is Dr. Marvin Singh. He is the founder of Precision Clinic and one of only a few integrative gastroenterologists in the United States. After graduating from Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine, he went on to do his internal medicine training at the University of Michigan Hospital after which he completed a gastroenterology hepatology fellowship at Scripps Clinic Torrey Pines. He then went on to fulfill a fellowship in integrative medicine and was trained by Dr. Andrew Wilde at the Andrew Wilde Center for Integrative Medicine in Tucson, Arizona. In addition to being a sought after speaker and consultant, Dr. Singh has been featured on ABC News, Reader's Digest, Sirius XM Radio, and many other platforms. And here today to talk about the keys to a healthy lifestyle and his new book, Rescue Your Health, is Dr. Marvin Singh. Dr. Singh, how are you today? I'm all right, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, how's the weather out there in beautiful San Diego, California? It's beautiful as usual. It's actually uh, acting like a little, little like fall. So we get a little taste of October, I guess, out here. It's been a little chilly the last few days. <laughs> well, welcome to the East Coast. <laughs> That's how we feel all of that. By, by chilly, I mean 65 degrees. Ah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Now you're spoiling. Now, now that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> but, you know, before we talk about the keys to a healthy lifestyle and your new book, Rescue Your Health, Tell my listeners and viewers, where did Dr. Singh grow up and when did you know you wanted to be a medical doctor? Well, I'm an East Coaster, actually. So um, that's why I actually know what fall feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Virginia and uh, grew up in Northern Virginia and um, lived there uh, uh, most of my life, uh, all the way through college and um, a medical school even. Um, and uh, then I started moving around a bit uh, after I uh, finished medical school and went on to residency at the University of Michigan. Um, so that's where I kind of grew up. And I guess I kind of always knew I wanted to be a doctor from a very young age. I always tell the story that uh, our sixth grade uh, elementary graduation had a theme and the theme was hopes and dreams. And I remember um, uh we had to draw our own silhouette. I don't even know how I drew that because I'm a terrible drawer, but I guess I did it one way or the other. Um, my parents still have it. And you had to basically, you have your shadow and you draw your silhouette. And then the, the, on the bottom, you, you had to write, my hopes and dreams are dot, dot, dot. And everybody had to fill that in. And way back then I wrote to become a doctor. So I guess from a very early age, I've always known that I wanted to do something um, uh, that was uh, you know, able to help people and help people feel better. Wow. So did you have role models, though, who basically gave you the, you know, the feeling that you want to be just like them? A lot of us have role models that we want to be like. Yeah, I mean, um, throughout my career, I guess I've had different kinds of role models. But from an early age, um, uh, obviously, my parents uh, were role models for me and kind of taught me about work ethic and, um, and doing uh, good things for people. 
And I have a few doctors in my family and uncle and an aunt who were role models to me early on, I guess, that kind of helped get me excited about medicine. <laughs> my uh, aunt and uncle both, I remember, I don't remember how old I was, but I was must have been really young. I remember, you know, like you have to do these little reports or book reports and things like that on different topics when you're in grade school. And I remember they used to send me like little medical pamphlets and uh, look at my reports and, and help me write them and stuff like that. So, you know, from a, from a very young age, uh, I guess I had some, some influence uh, from medicine, I guess. Oh yeah. But you know, <laughs> you're, you're not just an average regular conventional doctor. You practice integrative medicine. What's the difference between the two? Well, you know, as Dr. Weil says, integrative medicine is just good medicine. And uh, that's what I learned uh, uh, along the ways. I, when I started my career as a gastroenterologist, I realized that something was missing from how we practice medicine and, and what we do for people. Um, we were really good at saving lives and, and, you know, doing things like that when somebody is really sick. But what about the majority of people who have ongoing recurrent symptoms or issues um, well, what about them? Why do they keep going from doctor to doctor to doctor all the time? And that was kind of frustrating to me early in my career is, you know, I'm just kind of realizing that you don't get that kind of exposure when you're learning or training or anything like that. But once you're out in the real world, then you kind of get a taste of what it's really like out there. And um, I kind of felt a little lost, actually. And um, I found Dr. Weil and integrative medicine and started learning a little bit and then enrolled myself in the fellowship and learned a lot about a lot of different things that I hadn't known about before, really appreciated, um, you know, uh, before. And uh, that really made a big difference on me personally and on how I take care of patients in general. And um, integrative medicine allows you to do whatever you're going to do normally as a regular conventional doctor, but then also have an understanding that the person in front of you, the person you're taking care of is a human. It's, it's, it's a real person with emotions in an environment, with a family, with stressors, with dietary issues. You know, uh, I don't think we really, I mean, I think we know this as doctors, but I don't think we appreciate it or, or pause to think about it. We just usually you know, are uh, more in the go, go, go mode. And, you know, uh, patient X is in front of you with XYZ symptoms. So you're going to respond with ABC solution. And that's the end of the story. Adios. See you later. Um, but uh, that's the reason why a lot of people continue to have problems is because the actual problem is not addressed. And so integrative medicine allows us to do that. Hmm. Wow. Because I know with conventional medicine, I was always told it's like a pill for every ill. But with what you're doing, it seems like you're looking to address the whole the person holistically and really go, get down to the root cause of the problem. Yeah, even if you have a even if you need a pill for your ill right now, let's find out where that ill is coming from. So you don't need the pill anymore, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, very good. Very good. Now, here at Six Weeks of Fitness, we normally talk about the importance of exercise and nutrition if you want to achieve optimal health. But is that really the definition of optimal health, um, exercise and nutrition, or is it more to it than that, Doc? There's more to it than that. I think um, that's uh, also part of the place where we get lost. I mean, uh, as a gastroenterologist, we see people who have issues with their weight or fatty liver. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember in my notes in the early days, it's just the, the default is 
diet, weight loss, exercise, diet, weight loss, exercise. You just write that down and you say, hey, you need to get on a better diet, lose some weight and exercise. And that's literally what you tell people. And they're like, okay, I already knew I was fat. So that doesn't really get me anywhere, you know? So <laughs> Very true. So, you know, um, uh, I'm big on personalization. So personalizing that approach is, is one part of it. But, you know, uh, diet, what kind of diet? Um, how are you going to lose the weight? Uh, you know, diet is important, obviously. Exercise and movement is important. But so are a lot of other things, you know, your sleep hygiene, um, how you're reducing stress, um, how you're mitigating toxins in your environment, uh, and even how much fun you're having in life and, and what the status of your, you know, uh, uh, social relationships are. These all, believe it or not, can influence our gut health, our microbiome, and our overall well-being. And these are all risk factors for a lot of chronic inflammation um, uh, that uh, many of us have. And so addressing those is also important. And if you don't, you're kind of missing the piece. I mean, I tell people, you know, if you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to lose weight. And uh, you know, for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm just going to eat broccoli. And uh, okay. Uh, you went vegan, you're eating vegetables. Good job. Good job. But you know, uh, first of all, your diet's not diverse, so that's not really good. And there's more to it than that, because if you're uh, if you talk to the person, you find out that they're only sleeping four hours a night and and uh, they they have anger management issues and um, a lot of uh, built up frustration and stress over the years. They're not going to lose weight. It doesn't matter if they're only eating broccoli all day long. Um, that's only part of the puzzle. Wow. So that to me, so you've given me a list of things that you need to do in order to achieve a healthy lifestyle. So it's more than just diet and exercise. You say it's sleep, it's um, social interaction, you know, stress relief, all kinds of things. Because so, remember, what, what, what are we trying to lose weight from? Our body. What is our body? Our body is not just a, you know, uh, a a singular issue. There are so many things happening inside of our body. I tell people what's happening inside of your body. Just imagine um, you get a snow globe, right? And the snow globe has many snowflakes in it. And you say weight loss, just like, uh, what do they have those magic eight balls? You know, when you say something and you shake it, yeah. so you say weight loss and you shake the snow globe. You see all the snowflakes flying around everywhere. If you want to know how to lose weight, the answers are in all those snowflakes and how those snowflakes are interchanging with each other. So how could it just be diet as the only thing? Diet may be one snowflake, but there are other things going on there too. There are mineral vitamin issues. There may be stress issues. There may be medications that you're taking or not taking. You know, there's a lot of things involved in the, in the relationship and the interchange between all of those snowflakes. That's what creates that, that new balance you're looking for. If you're not looking at all those things, you're missing part of the puzzle. Right. So you look at, you look at a diverse amount of things to come up with the conclusion of what it is, the, the problem, the patient. Right. Is that what you do at Precision Clinic? That's exactly what we do at Precision Clinic. We look at the, uh, as many different elements of health and life as we can to try to personalize a uh, program for somebody for optimal health. Hmm. What is the connection between your gut and chronic disease? That's a great question. There's a big connection um, because, you know, our immune system 
uh, is uh, obviously the big controller of inflammation. And um, a lot of chronic disease comes from chronic low-grade inflammation. And uh, where does the majority of our immune system sit? The majority of our immune system sits in the digestive tract. Um, at least 70% uh, of our immune system is in the digestive tract. And when we say digestive tract, we're not necessarily just referring to the organ itself, but what lives inside the organ. And that's what the microbiome is called. The gut microbiome is the like forest or ecosystem of trillions of bacteria that live inside of our digestive tract. And these little guys are the ones that manage all of these things. And so we take care of them in the proper way and they'll take care of us back in the proper way. Hmm. So how do we take care of them, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the magic question, right? So um, <clears throat> understanding what's going on with them and who they are and what their balance is, is part of the part of the process. Cause you know, it's, it's hard to build a house without a blueprint, um, unless you're like some genius or something. Um, but, uh, you still need to know what parts you need and, and you have to order those parts and, and put them together in the right way, assemble them the right way. So, you know, investigating, uh, your body and, and some of the different elements, uh, is part of the process. And then, you know, uh, sometimes it's not really that complicated of a process. The, the body is very complicated, yet simple at the same time. That's what makes it kind of cool. The microbiome responds to stress reduction, to optimal diet, um, to sleeping properly, to exercising. All of these things, uh, you know, are associated with uh, microbiome balances. So if you do these things nicely uh, and in accordance with what your body needs, then your microbiome will find a way to more of what we call a homeostasis or an, or an even balance. When that happens, um, then, uh, then good things happen to your body. Hmm. What are your feelings about probiotics? So probiotics um, are bacteria that we can take as a pill or a supplement form um, that, uh, that could uh, help keep or create a balance or improve the balance in your microbiome. Um, different probiotics may be appropriate for different people. And sometimes probiotics are not necessarily the right answer at the moment for somebody. It really depends on what their symptoms are and what's going on. But I often do use probiotics to kind of help um, uh, create a balance in uh, patients and their microbiome if their microbiome suggests that. The other thing is, you know, you don't always necessarily have to take a pill of a probiotic. You can eat probiotic foods. And I like that as an option uh, often because not only do you get to fill your belly and, and eat something healthy and get the nutritional value of that food, but then you also give yourself a dose of good uh, bacteria at the same time. So sometimes, sometimes that's a really good option as well. Hmm. You know, I remember reading a quote from Hippocrates that said, let food be your medicine and medicine your food. So is that way what he was uh, alluding to? Exactly. I, you know, he also said all disease begins in the gut. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, I always joke and say, you know, he probably didn't know what in the world he was talking about, but he was totally spot on. This guy was way, way ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> way ahead of his time. That's amazing. Now, and speaking of uh, health, nutrition, all that good stuff, can you determine what nutritional needs a patient has by their genetic makeup? 
Um, we can we can start to do that now. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we can do uh, genetic tests that can help us understand what potential deficiencies you might be prone to um, compared to uh, the average uh, person or somebody who doesn't have a particular genetic mutation. And if we have an understanding of that, then we can try to eat accordingly so that we can avoid those nutritional deficiencies. That's really one of the main you know, things to underscore with regards to precision medicine, that it's really designed to help you prevent getting a problem or developing an issue later on. Um, you know, if you know that, hey, I have a, a, a gene that, that's uh, going to uh, give me a higher risk for vitamin D and calcium deficiency, then you know you may be at higher risk for osteoporosis or osteopenia later in life, then you're going to want to eat accordingly. You may want to make sure you really stay on top of your vitamin levels. You want to make sure you do weight-bearing exercises. You can do all those things, and then you can try to prevent and avoid developing osteoporosis later on in life. But if you never knew about it, then you're just going to go about doing whatever you were going to do, and then it's you know um, rolling the dice on whether something happens or not. Exactly. And speaking of vitamin D, I understand that's very important to immune health. What other supplements do you recommend? Um, uh, vitamin D is very important. Um, a lot of us actually do have vitamin D deficiency yeah. um, and uh, doing a lot of genetics. A lot of people actually have a, a genetic mutation for vitamin D deficiency too. So perhaps there's um, a common thread in, in a lot of people there. Um, what supplements somebody takes really depends on who they are, what their purposes are, what, what their goals are, what they need, what, uh, you know, medicines they're on, what, you know, diagnosis they have, because, you have to take a lot of that into consideration because you want to make sure that you give proper treatment. I tell people supplements, yes, they're, they're natural therapies. Yes, they're available over the counter. Yes, you don't need a prescription for them, but you should treat them like medicines too. So um, that's, I think, one of the things that sometimes uh, maybe people don't appreciate as much. You may just go to the you know, uh, aisle in Whole Foods where all the supplements are and be like, oh yeah, look, this says vitality. Let me grab one of those. Oh yeah, this says digestion. Let me grab one of that. Let me grab one of this. And then you walk out with like five, six different things. And I see people all the time, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, any wrongdoing on their side. It's just that may, maybe we don't appreciate it as well. And, you know, some of these things can actually cause problems to your body. Some of these things, when you combine them together can actually cause problems. You may not have known that. Um, you know, so you like, for example, you may say, oh, uh, I have anxiety, so I'm going to drink this kava tea, but I'm going to go out for some drinks later on uh, this yeah. evening. And I had my kava tea earlier uh, this morning and I feel great. But you know what? Kava and alcohol don't mix together. You can really hurt your liver that way. Wow. So um, uh, you, you really it's important to make sure you um, are, are taking something for the right reason, just like you wouldn't go to the store and say, oh, let me grab some Lipitor while I'm there because I think my cholesterol is high. You want to make sure that, it, that you need it, right? So. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. So how does one determine what supplements are good for them? Well, a lot of times it's good to do uh, an evaluation uh, with a doctor and see, do you need particular kinds of vitamins? Um, you know, uh, what, what kind of, do you have inflammation? Do you have joint aches or pains? You know, it, it all depends on what's going on there. For general health, you know, taking a multivitamin or a B-complex vitamin sometimes is helpful. Um, uh, a lot of people take vitamin C and vitamin D and things like that for their immune system. 
Um, so those are kind of some, some of the basics. A lot of times people may take turmeric supplements if they have, you know, arthritis or they're concerned about inflammation. Um, so there are different kinds of things um, that uh, people may use based on what their um, issues are, or priorities are. Excellent, excellent. Now, if someone has, let's say, cancer or heart disease um, in their family, does that uh -huh. mean that they are going to be predisposed to having heart disease and cancer themselves down the road? Well, it's a risk factor, um, and, you know, and life's all about risk and, yeah. and understanding the risks. And um, sometimes there's a genetic basis to things and sometimes there's not. Sometimes people can sporadically develop um, a malignancy uh, and, and maybe there is no genetic basis. Um, or maybe they're the first person in the family who's going to have the problem. You know, we, we don't know. But um, family history is important to look at uh, because it helps us understand what your potential risk might be is if your dad had a heart attack at 40 and your dad's dad had a heart attack at 40 and his dad's had a heart attack at 40, then, you know, it's probable that you have a family history or some genetic uh, mutation in this family history that is contributing to this risk coming down the male line in your family for heart disease. And so if you understand that gene, if you do a test and you understand that gene, what the problem is with that gene, and then try to do, you know, some uh, research or understanding, has anybody done any investigations into what things could be done in people who have that gene uh, defect, then maybe you can try to mitigate that problem. Um, uh, and you can also understand what you can do to prevent that problem from happening. Because I tell people, just because your dad and your granddad had a heart attack at 40 does not mean that you have to have a heart attack at 40. It's not, it's not a, it's not a life sentence. Yes. Um, you know, our genes are um, basically uh, our blueprint, but they're not our destiny. They, they don't dictate what must happen to us. Um, there's more to it than that, interestingly enough. Uh, on top of our DNA is what we call the epigenome. And the epigenome is like, you can think of it as light switches um, uh, on the genes. And just because the gene is there, just because you have the light switch on your wall, doesn't mean the light's on, doesn't mean the lights has to be off either. Right. So there are things that can turn these genes on and off and understanding uh, the gene and understanding what you can do to switch the gene off or um, not uh, you know, contribute to the development of a certain problem. That's the important part. Hmm. Very good. Now, let's talk about your book, Rescue Your Health, because yeah. you're talking about now, I'm sure your book probably goes into more detail about it. What can my listeners and viewers learn from reading your book? Well, I, I wrote Rescue Your Health because I wanted everybody to know that um, precision medicine, number one, doesn't have to be a scary topic. I think people think, oh, DNA and imaging tests and microbiome, this is, this is too much for me. I, I, I don't, I, it's hard enough for me to navigate regular doctor visits, but I can't do this one. So I, I really try to make it simple and help people understand that, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary topic. It can be very useful. It can be more useful than a lot of other types of things that we may do in medicine. And a lot of the tests that you can do to understand your body a little bit better, they're, they're, they're not necessarily these multi-thousand dollar tests. Some of these are quite affordable. And one of the chapters in the book is my top five tests. And the reason why I have 
you know, my top five tests, I made a chapter on that is because I wanted to show people that, you know, all these tests that, that are there are within a, a couple two three hundred dollar range. And so you can do a lot of things for a pretty affordable um, price. You know, we, we often go out and, you know, go to dinner and spend two three hundred dollars on on a meal and uh, and, you know, maybe a good meal, but it may leave you bloated and with heartburn. But, you know, it might have been good when you ate it. But exactly. um but you could spend that $200 and learn about your genes and learn how to eat uh, for your life. And that could make a huge impact on how you live your life for, for the whole time moving forward. And so, you know, it's really about bringing realization to that process. And I wanted to really simplify it, not make it scary. This book is for everybody. It's what I say in the opening chapters. If you're a human and you're able to hold this book, then this book is for you. You know, there's something in it for everyone. And I really help try to explain what are some of the different tests and then give some real life examples about different kinds of people who've come to see me over the, over the years and what their issues were and how we're able to apply some of the principles that we're talking about here and in, earlier in the book and what happened with them as a result. So that was really the kind of main point of the book is really to help people understand that there are ways that we can understand our bodies on a more meaningful level. The science is there that we can now start uh, understanding um, uh, our health from a little bit of a different viewpoint hmm. and make some big impacts. And the book seems to focus a lot on prevention. Yeah, you know, um, I tell people that, you know, there's two kinds of doctors. There's a kind of doctor that um, you know, if you're, if you're in a burning building, um, uh, this doctor is a firefighter. He'll run into that building. He's a first responder. Doctors were first responders too, you know, on the healthcare front. Um, and, and he'll go into that burning building and he will save you. He or she will go and save you, pull you out of that building. And we need those doctors. We will always need those doctors because life happens. I practice that kind of medicine too. Um, but then there's the other kind of doctor that I'll say, hey, look, buddy, why in the world were you anywhere near that building in the first place, man? You shouldn't be there. And this is how I'm going to help you understand how not to be there. And this is how we're going to help you avoid being in this situation in the future. Now, which way do you think is probably better for your longevity? I think it's better to understand how you can avoid those burning buildings, because the more burning buildings you're in, you know, eventually over time, it kind of puts a little extra wear and tear on your body too, right? So. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. So that is the key. So how does, your, key. how does your family feel about you practicing integrative medicine as opposed to conventional medicine? Um, well, first of all, I do both actually. So, you know, uh, I still practice as a general gastroenterologist, go to the hospital, take care of sick patients there. I, you know, uh, people need that kind of help too. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, the, the part that I'm most passionate about obviously is the preventive medicine and the integrative part. And, um, uh, they're very supportive actually, um, without my wife, I probably wouldn't have uh, ever made it to this part because, um, She's the one who helped me uh, realize that something uh, that the something that I was missing in the way that we practice medicine was this. She was uh, a little bit more forward thinking earlier than I was. Wow, <laughs> nice. That's how you know you married right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so where can my viewers and listeners order the book? Yeah, yeah so the book is out. Uh, it's called Rescue Your Health, and it's on Amazon. 
uh, it's also on Barnes and Noble and a couple other places as well. But um, Amazon is one of the main places that that uh, that the book is available on, and uh, it's out now. You can get it on Kindle also. Okay, excellent, excellent. It just seems like a book that's the timing couldn't be better. It couldn't be better than right now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. Uh, COVID-19 was, uh, has been real terrible on everybody in the whole planet. And I think moving forward in the years to come, it's very important for people to understand that there are certain things in our body, uh, risk factors that can, uh, potentially make us sick or be more prone to be sick, not just for COVID, but for other things. But I think, you know, if you try to look at was there anything that maybe came out of COVID that we can learn from? This is one of those lessons. One of those lessons is that what's going on inside our body is a risk factor for who gets sick or how sick they could get. Yes. Yes. We've taken it for granted, it seems. Yeah. Many, many years. You know? Yeah. Many of us integrative and preventive medicine doctors have been talking about this for a long time, but I think that, you know, this was just a, a rough lesson that kind of helped bring the um, uh, understanding to the whole world all at the same time. So, you know, I think everybody knows now that, you know, uh, vitamin D deficiency and antioxidants and these kinds of things being overweight and diabetes and heart disease and your diet and exercise, you know, levels and all those things. I think we all know universally, uh, essentially, that these things are risk factors for getting sick at the most basic level, because we're seeing it in real life in front of us. Hmm. Yes, and it's time to do something about it. <laughs> most time definitely. to do something about it. Oh, yep. yes, yes. You know, I also <laughs> understand, Doc, that you do some charity work. Uh, yeah. An organization in New York, my hometown. Talk about yeah. It. Yeah, so this is really fun. Um, uh, there's a wonderful organization called Bottomless Closet in, in the city. And uh, they help uh, women who are coming out of tough, difficult situations, women who are in need um, of assistance in getting a job and getting back on their feet. And I became the health advisor for Bottomless Closet. And I do, um, you know, free webinars uh, for uh, groups of uh, these wonderful women and teach them about health and wellness and, and uh, what they can do to kind of uh, get back on their feet as far as being healthy. Because, you know, it's hard to get a job, be successful at a job and uh, try to turn your life around if you're not feeling well uh, uh, and you're sick. So health is a very important part of that process too. And then also, you know, if, uh, if there's somebody who needs help uh, from a doctor, I also donate my time to help that person as their doctor, uh, you know, free of charge. And I help them do some of these, get these precision medicine testing done through, you know, various different companies. Um, I give a shout out to Microbiome Labs and Nutrigenomics um, to helping donate free uh, testing kits uh, to these patients. And uh, several different companies have also helped me uh, get free supplements for these uh, uh, wonderful women as well. Enzymedica, I have to give a shout out to as well, because, you know, all I have to do is just uh, type out a list. Um, this, this person needs this, 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 and this, and they mail it to them. Wow, that's amazing. Now, are you doing this virtually? With your yeah, family? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. But that's also wonderful that you do that, that you give back like that. But I know you're very busy with your schedule. 
there's so many people in need, but just showing how much humanity matters. Yeah, I want to, you know, everybody deserves to have access to this level of care, you know, to understanding their body this way. And if certain people really need it and uh, they can't afford it because of their personal situation, I mean, they can, if they can barely afford to eat, you know, we want them to not spend all their money on that. They need to um, focus on their life and getting back on track because all that other stuff will, will follow. But, um, you know, uh, to help them be healthy, I can at least do that part, you know, that that's the part that I can play. And, you know, if they get on track, uh, you know, and start feeling better, then they'll be able to better able to make more and you know, it goes hand, right? So if you're better, you're more motivated, you have more energy, you're less stressed, you're sleeping better, then you're going to, uh, you know, perform better at your job. You'll be able to excel um, in your position and you can kind of climb the ranks that way. And, and so if I can help somebody do that, that makes me feel good because that's what being a doctor and, and a healer is all about. Yes, it is. Amazing. How can my listeners, doctor, find, find out more about you and Precision Clinic? Um, I'm pretty accessible online. So uh, the website for Precision Clinic is precisionclinic.com. And uh, our contact information, email, phone number is all on that website. And uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, my handle is at Dr. Marvin Singh. So I'm pretty accessible that way as well. Well, we need to access you, that's for sure. <laughs> Dr. Marvin Singh, on behalf of Body Scope of New York, my nonprofit, and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on this show today. No problem. Thank you for having me. And to my listeners and followers and viewers, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue watching and listening in to our Six Weeks of Fitness program. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, Please leave them in the comment section below and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you don't stop exercising because you grow old. You grow old because you stop exercising.